Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. We're putting up new buildings, we're knocking down the old. We're working in the summer heat and in the winter cold. And the labour power we sell me boys for a hard and weekly pay Produces mighty profits for the greedy MBA And whether we were born here or born in Italy In Greece, in Spain or Ireland, in England or Fiji We all of us are workers, united we must stand until the wealthy bludgers have been driven from our land. We faced deregistration, it backfired in the face. We're not fooled by arbitration, we won't stay in our place. We hit the bosses hard and fast to win and keep our gains. And break a couple of concrete pours to back our lug of claims. So keep your powder dry and hold your head up high. It's class to class and face to face, our limit is the sky. We've got a fighting history and we never will be cowed. Our builder's labour is a name to make a man feel proud. Bright eye and bushy tail, good morning from the Concrete Gang, 8.55. A, uh, on the AM dial for ECR Community Radio. And how, how good is the long weekend? We're in the middle of it. Probably a little bit dusty by this stage myself. So good morning. We've got Brocky with us this morning. We've brought in the heavy hitters again. Yep. Good morning, everybody. So you've been pretty busy. We'll, we'll, is Mick on the line yet? Or? Uh, yep. So we'll, we'll go to an interview with the, one of the big heavy hitters again. But Brocky... You've been busy, you've had a big win, what's going on? Yep, so for the last 40 or so days we've been down at the Knauf Plasterboard Manufacturers. We've been supporting the boys down there, they were locked out after um, some grueling EBA negotiations. They started in May with um, a lot of back and forth from the company. We ended up coming to a bit of a stalemate and then the company decided to lock the boys out, so 40 days it took us to get the company to agree to some terms and conditions that we'd been fighting for, and it's been a great win, and the boys are super happy, and we've marched them back in the gate a couple of days ago now. Winners are grinners, and the the guts of the blue, too, was more about, like like you said, clauses and stuff around labour hire and the use of labour hire and all that sort of stuff, because you know, the last thing we want is a, a, a factory full of labour hire and none of our members are getting paid the right way. Yeah, exactly. So in the last agreement, they actually had a clause put into the document which gave them a four-step process about how they used um, labour hire and filled overtime and um, vacant positions. Yeah. And um, in this agreement, they took it out. So 
we fought really hard to get that put back into the agreement because, like you said, we didn't want the members to have a whole heap of labour hire people come in, take their jobs, take their overtime, and then in the next agreement we have nobody to actually stand up and fight the bosses and get a, a decent agreement over the line again. It's good. We're starting to have a few big wins in that um, offside area, which is a big part of our membership, and it's sometimes the forgotten part, but, you know, it is... It, we. They're good lads, and I reckon by the end of the, how many barbecues have you had in the last couple of years? You'd be oh. leading the barbecue charge. Oh, I couldn't even tell you. There's been too many. You wouldn't want to eat a sausage, would you? No, <laughs> over sausages, 100%. <laughs> all right, we better go over to the Mick. How you going, brother? Morning. How you going, all right? Good, mate. So, What's going on? Oh, mate, just, you know, living the dream, loving the long weekend. So I just... We'll, Obviously, um, we'll just talk about asking you a few questions in regard to the upcoming election, where we're at, and all that sort of stuff, and what we're chasing. Yeah, I just want to come off the back of what I'm uh, talking about, Canaf, just there, because I think um, one thing, before I go into too much about the politics, one thing we need to realise is that, particularly with um, the ALP, there is some changes at a federal level um, when it comes to legislation around industrial relations. But it's blues like the one at Canal, where people go on the grass, where those 70 workers took on one of the biggest companies in the world, the biggest plaster manufacturer in the world, and beat them. It's blues like that that are actually going to change things for the better for working people. Um, if we sit here, sit around and think that legislation and um, voting in ALP is going to get us what we want, then we're not going to win. We need to make sure that the main thing, the, the, the best thing that we do in the CFMU, and hopefully other unions will start doing more, is having blues for the paying conditions of our workers. And what they did out there for 40 days was take on the biggest plaster manufacturer in the world and beat them. And beat them quite, quite well with a lot of stuff in there like, you know, overtime going to all overtime and double time, shift loadings increasing. But most importantly, making sure that the labour hire wasn't getting loaded up into the job. So in four years' time when they go for their next agreement, the place will be full of scabs. Because the reality is, labour hire workers can't go on strike because the minute they walk out the gate, they're gone. Um, and that was a, a, a great blue, and we need to see more of it. Um, you just said that better than both of us, so... Uh-huh. <laughs> nah, nothing, brother. <laughs> <laughs> um, but as far as the uh, upcoming state election goes, obviously um, Dan Andrews made some um, announcements yesterday, but I think the most important thing for construction workers is the sheer amount of work going on at the moment. There's an awful lot of our membership that are on hospitals, schools, tunnels, um, level crossing removals. I don't think anyone's seen this amount of government work in their lifetime. I know Johnny Earl, who have both been around for a very long time, but neither one of them have seen this amount of work. And no-one has to love them, and no-one has to put Labor as their first choice, but um, I know one thing, if you're going to vote Liberal and get Matt Guy in, there's going to be an awful lot more people trying to wait for the next uh, private job to come up, and there's not that many of them coming up at the moment. The apartment market almost doesn't exist. Um, it's going to be the government work, social housing, schools, hospitals, like the uh, $3 billion one that they just announced at Arden Street that's going to come up, that's going to be keeping us in work and keeping making sure that the, um, the paying conditions keep going up, because otherwise we're going to be in a, a wee bit of strife. And I think Dan Andrews uh, made some announcements around procurement yesterday. We have the uh, Fair Jobs Code going to be put in place. That essentially means that um, builders are going to have to prove that they have 
the right industrial relationships in place, that they can't just be the sort of grubs like Ironside that were brought up yesterday. They can't be the grubs like Ironside who think they can do whatever they feel like, not pay car invest, not pay super. Um, everyone on the job's on an ABN. Maggots like that aren't going to win the work, and that's the most important part. Hopefully the Fair Jobs Code um, lowers its thresholds because at the moment um, the contracts for subcontractors, the threshold's 20 mil, and obviously there's not an awful lot of subcontracts that go over 20 mil on the job, but if they lower that threshold, it's probably going to be quite useful. He did announce... Making sure... He uh, did say yesterday... In um, He did announce yesterday it was going to be a million, any package over a million. A million. Yep. For the builder or for the subby? Subby and builder. Oh, there you go. So I think that... Well, mate, essentially that means that all those little schools out there and those little gov hubs and... All the things that our members drive past and say, oh, that's another shitty builder when in government work, that hopefully will eliminate that part of the process. And that's that's what we want, yeah? That why, why, we, why should we be spending taxpayers' money lying in the pockets of some grub who doesn't want to pay anyone properly? No, we want the money we spend in taxes. We want good paying conditions, good jobs, safe, safe jobs, and we want money going back into the community. You know, the only way that money gets back in the community is through the workers, so... If we rob the workers, it doesn't spread through the community. That's what we want. Because one yeah, thing about construction, one thing about construction workers, we make money, we spend it. Yes, we all know that. As a few of our organisers are a bit dusty this morning, can attest. <laughs> Once we got it, it doesn't stay in the pocket for very long. I know that much. Um, and look, let's be honest. Someone like what, what's Luke Scurry, what's he needing another few million dollars for? So we can go and make another video about what a genie used to use and get his shit model shoot put on, uh, on on his website again so it makes him look like he's some sort of model. That's, he spends more time worrying about his PR than building his jobs by the look of it. You should go back to Down making candles. Yeah. Go back, make candles, mate, because you're no good at yeah. building. Yeah, horrible at building. But, you know, the, the other part of it, safety. Yeah, like, um, there was an announcement about uh, a separate inspectorate um, for construction workers yesterday, and hopefully we get that across the line because the reality is that as you know, and as all our workers, all our um, area holders and all workers on those crap jobs know, WorkSafe's got about as many teeth as a, a, a newborn baby. Like, it's it's oh, about as scary as my six-year-old. Uh, they have no teeth. They very rarely write a notice, and we need some dramatic change in that area. And particularly seen as work cover um, keeps going on about how they're running out of money because of all the payouts they need to do. Exactly. You think that maybe if you prevent a few injuries, you wouldn't. You, instead of um, arguing with people about whether they need to get paid out, you might save a bit of money. Kylie's got a question. Yep, yeah, one of the things that I liked hearing yes, yesterday was just that the the amount of work that are coming that's coming up in the years ahead if Labor gets in is just incredible, and you know the jobs that are going to be there will be there for generations. And another announcement he made is that they're going to be rebuilding TAFE, which means um, putting a lot of apprentices back in and, and getting people real skills for real jobs. And, and that is something that the Liberals um, failed at during the last time that they were in. They actually smashed the TAFE up. So no matter what happens, if Labor gets in, we're going to have so many jobs. So a vote for Labor is actually going to be a vote for our job and our kids' jobs and, and generations to come. So that was a great announcement by um, Labor yesterday. Mick, um, you know that there isn't a lot of apprentices that are coming through the industry at the moment, and, and that's a lot to do with um, TAFE and stuff. 
What else do you reckon, um, you know, having more people coming into the industry and more training will do for our industry? Let's be honest, hopefully um, in the next six months, the uh, licensing of trades is going to kick in for carpenters very shortly. Only if the Labor Party actually win, but what were the plumbers and sparkies have already got, hopefully we'll have for our traditional trades, they'll be licensed and it'll mean that there's a reason to do your trade. At the moment, there's very little reason to spend the four years earning crap money um, to get your trade across the line in our traditional trades when you can just go and be a hammer hand for a form worker and then you're on the, the chippies rates anyway, um, 18 months down the track, and you haven't had to worry about not being paid properly that whole time. Uh, it's it's until we um, sort that part of it out, I can't see there being a great deal of um, reason for an awful lot of people to finish their apprentice apprenticeships, which is why our completion rate's so low. So that licence of trades is going to be vital for changing that. It also means that there's going to be a lot more quality work out there, rather than some of the stuff you see at the moment where, you know, people don't don't even know how to put a lock in or hang a door, let alone pitch a, pitch a roof. And, um, yeah, just getting, particularly in the carpentry, getting some people who know what they're doing. Um, the quality in a lot of, particularly in the domestic sector and the lower end of the commercial is awful. And we need to start making sure people are licensed. And once that licensing comes through, making sure a TAFE system exists so that people can actually be trained. Because the Liberal Party is awful, awfully good at talking about a lack of skills in construction or whatever area they talk about. And their answer is always to try and, try and bring people in from overseas rather than train people here. Now, I've got no problem with anyone coming in from overseas to earn a, earn a living here. Um, but we need to make sure that we start getting people properly qualified here as well, rather than just trying to import everyone because um, the, the main reason the Liberal Party try and bring people in from overseas to do it is to make them live, live on insecure, unsecure visas so that they can stand over them and make sure they don't want to join a union and get decent paying conditions. And that's the Liberals' entire business model is to make sure that they smash unions and make sure that the people who pay them which are the bosses, the ones who donate to them, the developers, the bosses, make sure that they get the, a bigger earn and a bigger share of the profit at the end of the day, and that's their entire business model. And obviously with the new agreement with the building code and all that sort of stuff and prohibited content going, we're going to have clauses in there around apprenticeship ratios and all that and getting more apprentice back on the job. But just going back to that, the, the accumulate policy, and I probably said that word wrong. I've said it wrong about 800 yeah, times. Yeah, a few times, yeah. Yeah, so I'll give you that. But... Um, just on that, like that's a big announcement because you think if you're working in a regional area, you know I've lived, you know lived in the regions, and you get a you know a good paying job every now and again. But if that's in, you're going to get the likes of Warnable, the likes of Ballarat, you know all them little regional hubs and all that. They're going to get good EBA jobs, hopefully flowing on from that. You know what I mean? So that's a big announcement. Yeah, we definitely need as much local product as we possibly can coming into these these job uh, these projects because all that local product just means more and more jobs for local people and, and regional areas and, and that's what they need the most. Yep. And I think you know, we, we need to see it in, in action first, the Fair Jobs Code, but I mean it's an awful awful lot better than what we got at the moment and just so everyone understands, once you've got the builders and people, um, the subcontractors are now when they're on government work, going to have to have a Fair Jobs Code plan, and that plan means they're going to have to 
improve our relationship with the employee representatives, um, i.e. us, when, it come, when it's construction. Um, they have to have a plan that shows how they're going to deal with that relationship, how they're going to prove that people are living up to not only their pay and conditions obligations, but also their safety obligations. And you're going to have to get an audit certificate, and that audit certificate is going to take into your record over the last three years around industrial relations and around safety. So mobs like Ironside have got more notices written on them and um, more breaches of the act and regs than you can pack a stick out are going to find they're not even going to get on the tender list, let alone win a job. All right, brother, thanks for your time. We've got to cut to a track because we're getting there, but you wouldn't be driving and talking to us, would you? Bit of, indicator, <laughs> bit, of, bit of indicator action going on there. All right, we're going to cut to a... Thanks for your time, brother. Most appreciated. We're going to cut to a track. Get up, stand up, Bob Marley. Can't 
That was Bob Marley, Get Up, Stand Up, which is a great song. And we'll go, Brocky, we'll go back into a bit of Knuff. Did I say that right? Or Knauf? Well, we say Knauf. I think it could be said any old way. So, yeah. So, how was it? And how, obviously, you had some fun times, or there was, or there was some hard times, but there was. I did get down there and you were playing the bongos one day. That was pretty cool. Yeah, we, d- we really had a, a lot of good times there. Um, we were lucky enough to have a lot of people come down and help to uh, get the spirits of the boys up. We had artists come down. They did uh, painting of signs and posters with us. We did have African drumming come down as well. That was super fun. We had people donating wood, food, barbecues. We had poker tournaments, chess tournaments, footy. So we had it all happening. It was a, a really great time, and, and that's where the boys really came together. Some of them didn't know each other's names prior to the strike. So um, they're, they're more like a family now than they are anything, and they're going to take that back into the workforce and make sure that they keep that unity and solidarity for the the next four years as well yeah and yeah you saw saw them if you were down there you saw how happy they were you know once you bring a group of workers together like that mate i'd hate to be the boss now because you're not going to wind them back into the box no that's right and they were just so overwhelmed by the support by everyone as well we had so many unions and community groups and all sorts of people coming down and just giving their support whether it be through donations of food and wood, like I said, but also money and their time. And it was just a really a really great thing to be a part of and the boys really enjoyed it. Obviously, there are times where that you go through a whole range of emotions. When you first get out there, you're a little bit nervous and, and angry about what's happening and what's to come and then you go through all of the elation of having a good time and then as it drags on a little bit, you sort of start to feel the stresses and the difficulties and, and you know, it's not just the boys on the line it's their families that really struggle the most yeah so the wives and the kids and you know why is dad going to the picket line every day and why isn't he here with us and so we had some family days as well it was really great to just sort of get everyone involved because it isn't just the workers it's it really extends out to the broader family as well we're talking about the good points but you did touch on like you know it's hard it's hard being on strike it's not just easy that's that's a couple of small fun moments when you're doing it, it's tough. It's not just, you know, you've got your wife doesn't know what's going on. You don't know. You, as an official, you can't give an end date because you know you don't know the end date. So you got to just keep planning and planning for the long outcome. And you look at now, you're looking at people who got massive mortgages. You got leading up to Christmas. You know, there's a lot of pressure coming on around that. And you know, you are get you are biting into your savings just to live. You know. We put the hat around in the community help, and you know, obviously, the boys on the job, and we all we appreciate everyone who chipped in as well, you know. But it is hard. It's not just it's not just that little thing. It's the hard thing of being there every day and fronting up every day. It's easy. Yeah. A, lot, a lot of people go missing, but your core group it's there every day. That's hard going. Yeah, that's right. And you know, not everybody handles stress the same way as the next person and you know a, a lot of mental health does come into play and you know relationship breaks down breakdowns start to happen as well so there is a lot of darkness that happens with strike action as well but you know we did as much as we possibly could to support one another the delegates did a great job of, of keeping the boys rallied and, and um, informed about what was happening as well and with the um, the money that came in from all of the unions like the ETU, the plumbers, the MUA and of course the CFMU and our membership that really helped 
the boys stay strong and, and united and be out for as long as they did because without that kind of support, who knows how that dis- dispute may have ended up. So I couldn't be prouder of everybody. And I also do want to give a shout-out to there was a um, an organisation called CUDDLE, the Community Un- Union Defence League, and literally they manned that picket line 24-7. He, um, we had a guy called Yusuf there looking after us. He pr- organised food. He gave um, coffee and tea. And he literally camped at the picket line, holding that fort down for us day in, day out for the entire time. So, yeah, I really want to give a huge shout-out and thank you to Yusuf. Big cuddle to cuddles, I suppose. 100%, so, yes. But, yeah, it's a great win and, you know, it's we've got to celebrate it because you know the, it gets hard. And, you know the winds are what get you through to the next one. You know, and a union is only as good as their last blue. So we're winners at the moment. So yeah, yeah. And all right. So moving on, we've had a few things happen this week. Obviously, Q Aquatic Center. We've had um, a collapse. The whole roof come down. Um, we're talking an area probably seventy meters wide by hundred meters long. Adco job. Um, all we we're very lucky it wasn't a fatality. We've had like forty workers working around it. As of uh, that happened on Thursday at ten o'clock at night. At five o'clock on Thursday that uh, five o'clock that on Thursday we had twenty five blokes around it. So we would have been looking at major fatalities, and we were just lucky, just pure luck. It came down at at night, and it come down with like it didn't come down slowly. Come down with that much force. That for blocks, people thought a bomb went off. The neighbour behind it thought it was an earthquake, you know. And so we're just very lucky. And a shout out to the delegate out there, Briggsy. He's been doing a sterling effort and a great job. So pats on the back there. There was some stuff we did question. There was a part where the it joined onto a plate on the panel. We questioned the welds. We questioned the engineering. We questioned the load limits. They got an independent engineer out there. So that that was ticked off. They also got an independent welding inspector, but you know it looks like and you know WorkSafe have been the job's been shut effectively since Thursday, and it'll be all. The, I don't think WorkSafe will be finished their investigation till next Friday. So it'll be interesting to see what comes out of that. But obviously, we'll be looking at you know we are looking at trying to get better licensing for engineers and design people. You know they they design these jobs and. You know, it's our members at risk. You know, look at the Westgate 52 years ago, how many people, brothers, we lost out of that. So that was a big one this week. And, you know, it'll be ongoing and we report more when we find out more. But, you know, I'm just a shout out to the Briggsy. And also, you know, them blokes won Tats Lotto. I know it was 160 mil on Thursday, which I didn't win. I'm a bit depressed about it. But, you know, them blokes won Lotto that day. So, uh, and we've also had some issues with. Man group. So what's going on there? Yeah, so the other day we had some demo workers cutting into some steel trusses. That steel truss then came apart and jammed up against the scissor lift that trapped the two workers about six metres above the ground and they had absolutely no safe way of getting down. Um, there was a, a lot of talk about how they were going to get the workers down safely. The fire service was called in to try and retrieve them, but unfortunately the fire truck boom couldn't reach them. It was about three metres short. So they ended up getting uh, a 60-tonne mobile crane in with a man box to retrieve the workers. And um, these guys were stuck up there for around four hours. So you could just imagine how stressful and scary it would have been for both of those guys. They then ended up needing two cranes to actually pull down that that truss 
So, so um, yeah. Obviously, with that truss too, I'll just touch on that. It fell on top of the, the scissor lift, so the cage. So if it went down, the whole lot would have collapsed on them blokes, so you couldn't do anything. So moving along, because we've got to get into scallywags. But we do, before we get into scallywags, Longy's tip for the Melbourne, Gorilla's tip for the Melbourne Cup. He, he's a bit of a diary dick here. He said Lord Williams. He couldn't pick it because it's so far out. So he reckons if you back anything from Lord Williams, you should be in for a chance. So going into scallywags. Obviously, we've got Adco for the collapse. Um, we've also got a nomination of Barrow Group for hassling, hindering and instructing officials, calling the police and carrying on like, like absolute... I'm not going to say it because I'll get in trouble, but... Uh, obviously, man group because of the the uh, collapse that um, Brocky just reported on. We've also got to nominate uh, Tony Burke. There was a thing in the paper if you if you would have seen. They're talking about patent bargaining and bringing it in, and they're talking about excluding the CFMU construction division because we've been in trouble before and we're too militant. Well, we won't be copping that, Tony. So. We'll be nominating him for Scallywag, and we'll go into that because we'll run out of time. Uh, who are you picking out of that? Oh, who? Any? You got anyone? Oh, I'll just chuck Australian Super in there again for the Liverpool Dockers, yeah, of course, for sure. And we'll get Christy back on the report where that's at. Um, who we? Who are we going to pick a winner? I reckon Barrow Group. Barrow Group, yeah, they're carrying on. And any Suki Lalas? Who's over Suk? I'm going to nominate in Clement Weather. We got. He's been back for about five minutes. Paul Cayley. He's sucking about. Inclement weather, please move on. Next, you got any nominations for Suki Lala? Well, of course, Kenalf. Kenalf. How can we forget them? Always. I'm going to give it the Paul Cayley, and we'll go out the same old way. Dare the struggle. Dare to win. You don't fight. You lose. Good. Oh 
listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.